Welcome to Torah Talk, a program that challenges 2,000 years of misunderstanding and neglect of the Torah, God's law. In this show, we will be threshing ideologies by examining these scriptures in their Hebraic contexts. Our goal is to separate the wheat from the chaff, the truth from misconception. This program is sponsored by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation in Thornton, Colorado. Shalom, lovers of the Torah, and thank you for choosing to listen to Torah Talk. I am your host, Amos Ben Michael, and you're listening to The Amos Ben Michael Show. Today, I step into the fray of transgenderism. The big debate that's going on, the whole nation is swept up in it. Even the federal government, its magistrates, and Congress are all embroiled in this debate. The Rainbow House, formerly known as the White House, is leading the way down this path. The fray is full of false narratives that are used in place of science, truth, and common sense. America has been falling and will continue to fall as we know it. She is stumbling and her fall will be magnanimous because of of who she used to be, a great and compassionate and wise nation. Never perfect, but truly a light shining in a world of darkness and misery. So, I will attempt to answer a few common questions that come to me repeatedly. I'm not a medical doctor, a scientist, a sociologist, or an anthropologist. I am simply a servant of the Lord God who made everything seen and unseen. He has instructed me and inspired me to speak on this issue. In fact, I feel compelled by him to share his views on this matter, seeing how he is the origin of life itself and its ultimate designer. So thank you for listening. And be sure to share this podcast with everyone who is interested. All right, the first question. First question is this. The LGBTQ community has 20 plus gender categories and growing. Facebook offers 58 gender options to identify yourself. I'm confused. How many gender categories does God say there are? Well, that's a great, great question. In fact, I want to state that our whole nation is moving farther and farther away from God and his design in creation. Uh, Many Americans, uh, the vast majority, are biblically illiterate. They know very little about the laws of nature and the laws of nature's God. And as a result, we have this growing widespread confusion and subsequent darkness in our understanding of what it means to be human. I predict, due to America's love affair with sexual and gender anarchy and her insistence to use false narratives to legitimize this revolution of madness— Her fall will now be accelerated. It's very, very sad. I'm just, I'm astonished. I wake up every day and and I'm just astonished at the debates, the tactics, and uh, what our nation is falling into. It's just very, very sad. Uh, But back to the question, how many gender categories does God say there are? So let's just turn to Genesis chapter one and look at the, the creator and how he made us. So in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, this, this is what God says. This is, this is uh, God's word and his account of what he did. It says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. 
God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Wow. Pretty concise. By design, the Creator created only two genders, male and female, masculine and feminine, both fully equal in worth. And and you'll note that there is a complementarity in His design. They correspond fully and beautifully with each other. Together, They have the power and glory of procreating. They are a fit, a match, complementing each other perfectly. It's just an amazing account of what God has done. In fact, uh, this whole issue of male and female, masculine and feminine, is, is a wonderfully brilliant design and is clearly seen in humanity. The confusion, of course, comes through those who would want to bring change and what they call fundamental change, and that's exactly what we're seeing. And that's where the confusion is. So I would suggest, hey, let's get back to what the Creator uh, has done in His design, how He created us. It's beautiful. It is uh, an amazing, astounding uh, design that has served humanity well. And that is where we need to come back to. That that's That's the foundation of what we need to embrace once again, as a nation. Okay. The second question here, here's the second one. So as a parent, what do I do when my five-year-old boy comes to me and says he feels or thinks he is a girl or when my five-year-old girl comes and says she feels or thinks she is a boy? Wow. You know, you know, we're finding this more and more and more. I mean, kids are kids. And, and when you're growing up as a young child, you know, there's a lot to learn. And uh, everyone understands that children are very pliable and moldable in terms of uh, their thoughts and uh, their concepts and even how they view the world around them. Very, very moldable. Uh, but this is what I would say. If, if, if this happens with you, you're the parent. Remind yourself, you are the parent. I would, I would suggest uh, gently and compassionately redirecting them to identify with their true identity given to them by the design of the Creator. Tell them their gender is what it is. It is what it is. And that every cell in their little bodies testify to their gender. Teach them how to embrace and celebrate their God-given gender identity. Teach them the account of the creation in ways they can grasp and comprehend. Pray with them and bless their God-given gender identity, given to them as a gift from the ultimate designer of all things seen and unseen. Hug them, help them, model for them the design of the universe, the very, very uh, matrix of humanity in its biology, and celebrate that. Uh, it's, 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 it's not an easy task, uh, but it is our task. We are the parents and we can help them in tremendous ways. Um, okay, let's go to the third question. What about the exception to the rule? 
the rare occurrence of those born with chromosomes of both genders. Yes, there are some very rare exceptions to this rule, but the exceptions can never invalidate or eliminate the rule. For those who were born with, with chromosomes that um, would, would basically give them uh, both genders, um, you know, we, we, we shall extend compassion and understanding and acceptance. And we shall, we, we shall protect the right of parents and their doctors uh, to make you know, the difficult decisions in determining the gender assignment of their child. This is something that, that uh, parents and, and their doctors um, should have a right to, to decide. Uh, this is the exception to the rule and a very difficult one uh, as well, but with, with compassion and acceptance and a community, I should say, that would embrace them and help them, uh, there is tremendous hope. Okay, let's go on to the third question. What about the exception to the rule, you know, the rare occurrence of those born with chromosomes of both genders? Well, I would, I would say to that that, yes, there are some very rare exceptions uh, to this rule of male and female. Uh, speaking, you know, in terms of the biology and the chromosomes, yes, there are some rare exceptions that happen in the course of, of humanity, of history. But, but these exceptions can never invalidate or eliminate the rule. For those that are born uh, with this uh, dilemma, we shall extend compassion and understanding and acceptance, and, and we shall protect the rights of parents and their doctors to make the difficult decision in determining the gender assignment of their child. The foundation of these decisions should, and I say must be based on the biological and genetic factors involved. Again, the exception to the rule can never and should never remove the rule. This is why we call it an exception to the rule. It's an exception. In all that we do, we must be motivated by love and guided by truth. So, yeah, that's a, a difficult question. Um, okay, great. Well, I want to just kind of close this show with some action items. And um, I, I want to say, because I know everyone's caught up in this, uh, families, uh, people, uh, our children, uh, our national leaders. And it, it's just really sad that the activism surrounding the LGBTQ community um, is just resorting to so many false narratives. Uh, it's, it's very sad. And I want to say that if you've uh, fallen into the lies and deceptions and the false narratives of the LGBTQ uh, movement, you know, fall on your knees, cry out to God, you know, just cry out to God for clarity and for insight. And I want to encourage you to return to that which you already know to be true, that God made us in his image, male and female, masculine and feminine, and also that marriage is a covenant between one man and one woman intended for a lifetime, and that children are not objects to build our own self-esteem, but rather are gifts from God to be nurtured and raised up to make this world a better and kinder place to live in. So come back to the laws of nature and the laws of nature's God. 
The Bible has had it right all along concerning gender. Come out of the chaos, the confusion, the alienation, and the misery of the LGBTQ ideologies. And most of all, protect your children from the false narratives of the confused and misguided LGBTQ activists by teaching them the laws of nature and the laws of nature's God as found in creation itself and in the Bible. Always remember that the one who created us in his image has also instructed us in his word what it means to be male and female, the meaning, purpose, and power of our gender, and how it is to be enjoyed and celebrated. He has instructed us the meaning and purpose and power of creating families through covenant marriages between one man and one woman. His ways are wholesome peaceful, meaningful, purposeful, and fulfilling. Finally, and most importantly, find a congregation that embraces the Creator and trembles at His Word as revealed in the Bible. Join it. Get active. Take classes and courses. Worship and build relationships with others who love God and His Word. Help establish strong faith communities, and from there, we will influence every realm, especially education and politics, as we take our nation back from the narcissistic, anti-common-sense activists. Well, that concludes our program for this week. Special thanks to our great King, Yeshua the Messiah, and to our listeners and supporters for making this podcast possible through your prayers and financial giving. Thank you. Know that in your prayers and giving, you are partnering with us as we advance the kingdom of Messiah in Israel, the United States, and throughout the world. We are a highly rated and listened to Messianic podcast on iTunes under the category of Judaism. Subscribe now, pray with us, give financially, and share the vision and power of this podcast with everyone you know. Baruch Hashem. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I am your host, Amos Ben Michael, and until our next show, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Prince of Peace, Yeshua the Messiah. Shalom. Torah Talk has been brought to you by The Harvest, a Messianic Charismatic Congregation located at 8891 Pose Boulevard in Thornton, Colorado. Join us for Sabbath services at 1 p.m. next Saturday afternoon. For more information, please call us at 303-761-9948 or visit our website at www dot grafted in that's g-r-a-f-t-e-d-i-n dot com god bless you and shalom